like I said, I want to see different stories, do different things. And I thought to myself, man, you know, not only do we not have creators of color, you know, brothers like myself or, or, you know, guys coming up who are doing this, you know, I want to see some different stories, different content. So I thought to myself, what can I do to make it so that our universe wouldn't be like everybody else's universe? So I molded our entire universe around a God. So it's not theoretically the Christian God because there, there are other spiritual aspects, um, uh, Buddha, um, we got Muslim. There are a lot of other characters that we bring into our universe to, with spirituality. So I, I don't get preachy with it, but it's enough to where it's a, it's a little different because it has an actual God and different things in that universe. Yo, family, thank you for tuning into the Sunday show with Jonathan Soul. I'm not a religious man anymore, but you will be inspired in these next few minutes. Conversations with African-American artists, writers, filmmakers, and brothers and sisters living abroad. We talk about how they do what they do when they're doing it. Basically their business and their life. And we try to have fun doing it. Every Sunday, right here on JonathanSoul.com, iTunes, YouTube, Tumblr, and Blackspot, with a Q, dot com. All right, family. Let's get into the program. I got the honor and privilege to talk to a mover and shaker. Somebody who is local but has a global reach. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the multiversal comic book publisher, Tony Cottrell of Advent Comics. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing fine, brother. Hey, that intro was awesome. I don't deserve it, but it was awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it, man. No, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you is that you got so many titles under your brand. So many titles. I mean, uh, I talk to a lot of creators that might have, you know, one or two comics that they're pushing, one or two characters that they're trying to develop. But you have an umbrella of uh, you know and underneath the umbrella is a ton of books i mean i'm looking at your site now by the way the redesign is very nice oh thank you thank you yeah we we started um started back in 2009 and uh we, we came out because we didn't see a lot of content for people of color my people um things that i personally wanted to read so i figured hey you know if i can't see it there let's do it ourselves mm -hmm. so i wanted to tell a whole bunch of different types of stories different genres and we touch on pretty much every genre out there whether it's science fiction religion uh love romance uh crime noir stories we got it so we mm -hmm. got a book for it now what's interesting is you just don't have like one or two creators uh you know in in the advent universe you have a ton. Tell me about some of your artists and some of your uh, some of your writers. Oh man, we started uh, like I said back in two thousand nine. Um, it, it actually was funny. Came back from a uh, San Diego Comic Con, and I was like, you know, I saw maybe like three black creators out of the Comic Con that year. Wow. I, you know, topped it up with them and talked with them, and I was like, wow, you know, we we do have some representation here. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, we got brothers in the field. They were like, don't get it twisted. And then um, I went to uh, a panel out there called a black panel. And I saw <laughs> so many brothers and sisters in that panel. And I had a ball that day. You went I to the black panel, brother? Man, I went to the black panel. And they you know, you know who I interviewed just last night? You, who, uh, the Master of the Universe? 
I interviewed Michael Davis, man, the brother who started Michael the Black Davis, Panel. Yeah, Michael yep. Davis. We call him the master of the universe. <laughs> well, he called himself master of the universe. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I mean, yeah. bro. Go ahead. Yeah, he's a good man. He's a good man. So, you know, I came back home and I decided to do it myself. So we um, went on Facebook, went on DeviantArt, some other sites, found a core group of like seven artists, um, a lot of talented artists who, who rock with me from the beginning, um, Dodie Ika, um, Aaron Mead, uh, uh, Ace Content, uh, Continuado, um, who else was with me from the start? Uh, well, he's, he's no longer with me now because he got picked up by, by another label, but uh, we got uh, Chuck Pirano, um Basically, uh, Jimbo Sargato was there from the start. Wow. We, we had a couple in the, in the beginning, yeah. So they've been rocking with me from the beginning, and we've been just doing it. And Right now, we got about 40 different artists working with us across the globe. Let's give a, a shout-out to, uh, looks like a brother just passed beyond the veil, uh, Rich Buckler. Can you talk about him real quick? Yeah, Rich Buckler. Um, he was a, a mentor of mine. I used to read his comic books coming up, Nova, Justice League. The very first, one of the very first DC comic books I got was a, uh, a two-parter by him uh, with the Justice League, the Legion of Superheroes, things like Justice League 147 and 148. Wow. Favorite title. Um, I reached out to him when I started doing my thing, and I started um, getting a little bit more more uh, confidence in the industry and getting to know a little bit more people. Uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to see if he would do a cover for me, and I was surprised and shocked when he agreed to it. Wow. And we just vibed from that. So not only did he do one cover, he actually did like two covers, and then he did some interior stuff and um we just uh collaborated on this cosmos project where he um he brought back one of his characters well i'm gonna give it away but he brought back one of his characters in cosmos 3 a mm -hmm. character called darkling who first appeared in uh archie comics the mighty crusaders hadn't been seen in 30 years wow came back he brought it back for my book yes yeah. beautiful so he, he had a lot of faith in me and my mm -hmm. company that he allowed us to bring her back and we, we had some long range stuff that we're still going to do mm -hmm. um, basically when Cosmos ends. So Rich is still going to be remembered, but a uh, talented man, he's a, a mentor and I really, really appreciate the love and support he showed me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We, we can't make it by ourselves. So um, the other thing oh, that, no. I, yeah, oh, no. yeah. The, the, so I have uh, Cosmos one and two and I have Titan and um, when I'm reading, I'm thinking, okay, these, I don't think these are separate universes. So is this all one big universe? Is there multiversal? This, this how, how does it work? One, this, this, nah, this is all, well, it's all one big universe. Okay. okay. Um, we go, that's, the, that's the short answer. Um, Titan, um, Cosmos take place in the Advent universe. All our, all our titles take place in the Advent universe. Okay. But um, you're going to see with Cosmos, we're reaching out. So, not only does it take place in the Advent universe, you might see some things like other people's universes, like might cross over into Dark Horse territory. Um, wow. Matter of fact, uh, Nexus just appeared in Cosmos number four. Um, he, he's going to be okay. back. He has a big role in the series. So Beautiful. you might see it's moving to Marvel DC universe. You never know. Like my tagline this summer is anything happened in the Advent universe. Okay. And that's, that's real. I'm going to see some stuff in this Cosmos series. People are going to be like, what? Hmm. They're going to get sued for having this? Like, no, nah, everything <laughs> we got is approved. It's all good. All right, all right. Now, um, one thing that I also noticed about your books, of course, 
is that the character design is very strong. Uh, the character design oh, well, is very strong. Yeah, I mean, if somebody is looking for an alternative to Marvel and DC, I think they should look here first in the, in the sense that... Oh, man, I, I yeah. appreciate that, bro. It's, it's no problem. In, in the sense that when you look at the characters, they don't seem absolutely alien. You know what I mean? They uh, no. they have, you know, yeah, they have certain they have certain characteristics or whatever. Uh, but you're supporting an independent brand. Uh, you're supporting independent brand. Yep. Yeah. You, you guys will experiment and do things that DC and Marvel just won't do because they're too concerned about exactly sales and all that kind of yeah, stuff. They got, they got, yeah, they got shareholders and stuff. Exactly. You know, I, I can think of a, a story and be like, oh man, that'd be a cool story to tell. And don't have to worry about too many repercussions you know so you know i can get away with certain things they can't and now this isn't a question as, as much as it is an observation a hint or something okay um when i'm reading your books there's a very strong christian uh vibe to it not preachy you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh but every now and then uh you know there may be that kind of uh that sense that okay I'm, whoever's I'm writing you, this i'm glad you brought that up I'm all right glad you brought that up and that's there on purpose okay that's there on purpose. Um, basically, um, it started out, like I said, I want to see different stories, do different things. And I thought to myself, man, you know, not only do we not have creators of color, you know, brothers like myself or, or, you know, guys coming up who are doing this, you know, I want to see some different stories, different content. Right. I thought to myself, what can I do to make it so that our universe wouldn't be like everybody else's universe? So I molded our entire universe around a God. So mm. it's not theoretically the Christian God because there there are other spiritual aspects. Um, uh, Buddha, um, we got Muslim. There are a lot of other characters that we bring into our universe to, with spirituality. So I, I don't get preachy with it, but it's enough to where it's a, it's a little different because it has an actual God and mm -hmm. different things in that universe. So. Um, that first book I did was called Pandemonium Evil Incarnate. And uh got Bart Sears to the cover, Andy Smith to work on it with us. They grew well, Andy Smith grew up in, in PG County, so oh, okay. he, he PG boy, so that's that's how I hooked up with him. That's cool. Um, and that cover, by the way, is so, off the chain. Yeah, yeah. Bart hooked it up. He was like, Man, he's like, you know, we we started talking on Facebook when I was getting on my first artist together. And he, you know, we were talking about how we both grew up in the same area. I work in the area where he grew up in. So we mm -hmm. talking, chopping it up. And he said, well, I got a friend who, who could possibly help you out with a cover, you know. He's like, so of course, you, but, you know, he'll do it. And I'm like, okay, friend, friend of yours is good. Right. Turned out to be Bart says, man, I was, I was wow. But, um, yeah, so we, we did, so I wanted to do something to want to set up Cosmos, the very first page of that graphic novel, Pandemonium, Mm -hmm. is an uh, introduction to Cosmos. Okay. So I was like, well, even if this, this comic book thing don't fly, I'm going to try to tell a story or try to set it up. Mm -hmm. So the very first book I ever released, Set Up Cosmos. But yeah, it was, it was a book about angels and demons, and, and it was like the first book I told got me in trouble with a lot of Christians, too. Mm -hmm. so they were like mad at me. They were like, okay, what is this book right here? It was a yeah. book about what if God didn't exist? So you had one story with a, a serial killer, uh, mm -hmm. with a, a detective named Lazarus. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So got a lot of backlash. But, you know, once they saw it was part of a plan and what I did with the next book, I kind of cleared everything up. 
I got a <laughs> got a little less heat. <laughs> That's good. But by man. no means am I preachy or or whatever. Um, like I said, it was part of a story, mm-hmm. and you know, it is what it is. The reason I why I brought it up. In, uh, into the reason why I brought it up is because um, uh, one of the conversations that I had with uh, with Michael Davis was about how he's like president of this uh, publishing company, the largest black-owned publishing company in America, maybe on the planet, um, Urban Ministries. Yep. And um, yep. I was thinking, wow, you know, when you think about institutions in the black community, there's no bigger, wealthier institution than the church. And I think that your books, you know, would be a perfect fit. You know what I mean? For finding a a kind of captive audience. And I mean, I have a dream of a comic book rack. I have a dream of a comic book rack in every church. I have reached out to a couple of churches and wow. actually a few of them actually have got some of our books. Like I said, we, we Beautiful. make all kinds of books. We have a, we have a line that's this basically four churches called the spirit line. Okay. And we have a couple titles right now. We only have two titles underneath that line. One is called savior. One is called the war guard. Okay. Savior is basically the, the Holy spirit personified in, in a superhero type form. And one mm-hmm. is the war guard is a group of angels. Okay. So that's basically there but then again we have other lines too that you know some people are like well how can you be be having christian content and you got uh horror stories or you got mature theme stories i'm like mm-hmm. just like marvel marvel has horror stories mature theme stories yep. vertigo dc has vertigo so i mean mm-hmm. i'm not just it's not one niche i'm, I'm right. trying to, to make sure fans of all genres and all stories are taken care of now um, you mentioned horror. You have uh, titles uh, in horror in the horror genre. Yeah, yeah, it, we're working on it now. I'm at the send. I'm gonna send you an advanced copy. Um, yeah, you got to get that. it finished by. Yeah, trying to get it finished by Halloween. Okay, oh, that'd called, be perfect. Working, working title. The working title is called Chamber of Terror, but I haven't copyrighted it yet, so I make sure that, that <laughs> there's no copyright issues or anything before I put that put that fully out there uh-huh. but uh the working title right now chamber terror it's gonna be a 32 page uh first issue like i said we're trying to drop it on halloween that's beautiful uh, that's we got beautiful. like one we got two stories of the three stories done so okay. i'll send you a preview copy of those that'll be dope uh the reason why i brought it up is because i did like a a, a top 10 scary horror uh-huh. uh comics last year and uh oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was shocked. I mean, the the, the, the scariest one is two uh, Spanish brothers out in the California. Um, oh, man, the name's going to One is a tremendous, well, both of them are tr- tremendous talents. But the thing that's so beautiful about them is that they mix the comic book genre, hip-hop, and, like, horror, scary type stuff. So, uh, yeah, um, it's badass. Uh, the book is called Gift Revolver. And uh, it's basically for all of Yeah, I, I'll send the link. So, um, but the but the other ones that came out were like, uh, there's this one called um, uh, it's about a comic. It's a it's a tattoo artist who's a vampire. Uh, Day Black okay. by Keith Cross. So I saw okay. that say you won't be alone putting books out there uh, that have because people like that. You know what I mean? They and do. Uh, they do. Yeah. Why I don't know. And I don't that- want to be scared. You understand? <laughs> you know well, I do. I do. Yeah, since I was a little kid, and I used to watch horror movies to try to make myself scared. What? And, you know, and a lot of times, yeah, man, you know, I used to watch all the classics. Well, I'm, 
I'm of a particular age, so you know, basically when we was coming up, right. it was the '80s. I was a teenager when we mm-hmm. had the '80s slasher flick, so I would go to the movies all the wow. time or rent them on Betamax and VHS. Yeah. I used to love to try to be scared, so that's that's one of my favorite genres. It's hard, dude. The, the, the first the, the, the first scary movie I ever saw was Exorcist, and well, I was in elementary. I was in elementary oh. school when that came out. And that scared the shit out of me. And I Bruh, didn't see, I didn't look one. at. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but when I was little, my my father told me, he said, nah, we can't let you look at this yet. So the first time I finally saw it, him and my mom went home. So I think I was about nine or ten. Right. And I watched it. And I didn't know the full ramifications of what was going to happen in this movie. Right, right, right. Man, I got to that cross scene. Brother was shook. Wow. Shook. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow, though, this is this all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love horror movies, man. Yeah. And a man. lot of times when I'm you know, I'm on Facebook or, or I see somebody doing something horror mm-hmm. or there's a Kickstarter, a horror Kickstarter, I always try to back them, man. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh interviewing novelists, uh, mostly mystery and thriller and some horror, I found out that there's a tremendous market amongst African-American oh, yeah. women for horror novels. Oh, yeah. I was oh, shocked. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people, and, and I hope I don't get in trouble for doing this, um, to plug these people, but there's a couple sisters called the Graveyard Sisters. Yeah. They pretty much I, talk about, okay. yeah, they do horror stuff, and they got their own little thing. And, um, man, I mean, it's, it's a big market for women in horror. Women love horror. I mean, you would think, okay, women might like a romance story. Exactly, oh, they, right. they like the same stories we like. Horror, thriller, crime. I mean, women comic book uh, fans, they are probably the most underrated niche group, if you want to call them a niche group, other mm-hmm. than black fans. I mean, because mm. they put so much money and time in the comic books, and they, they, they are serious with it. Right, right, right. Now, I'm, I'm going back to uh, adventcomics.com, and that's A-D-V-E-N-T comics.com, and I'm clicking on uh, Unbound Realms. Can you talk about this, uh, this section yeah, of the site? Yeah. Um, not only did I, when I started my, my, my company, I wanted to always help other people out. Mm-hmm. So if you go, like, on Kickstarter like I do, I'll... I back a lot of Kickstarter projects because, you know, I see some projects that are, are bomb, dope projects that people are putting out. And I thought to myself, okay, what happens with these people after the Kickstarter? Because some mm. of them, you know, they'll re- release some bomb Kickstarter projects mm-hmm. and don't do anything with them. So I was like, okay, well, I'm in a, a decent place now where I can help people a little bit more. So what I did was I started a creator-owned section of Advent Comics called Unbound Rounds. So basically, people who own their own titles bring them to us, and we'll publish them and distribute uh, distribute them, you know, through our distribution channels around the world. So, you know, we we doing our thing so far. um, We've had like six titles come through the Unbound Realms, and all six have gone global. They made Comicsology, so you know, we we doing it. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So any any of your fans who got a, a decent project, it's already done. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I gotta put this out there. Don't call me cheap, but I, I can't pay to get your project done. I'll help mm-hmm. you put it out. You come to me with a, a print ready project. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure we get it out for you. And we ain't trying to take the project. And you know, we make sure we break you off something nice and get your project distributed. 
No, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I mean, one of the other things I want to do with this program is to kind of, uh, you know, help uh, foster uh, collaboration. So, for example, uh, there's a brother out in California, Jason Reeves at 133art.com. Uh, yeah, I met I met his crew. Yeah, they do One Nation. Yeah, they Them do One Nation. Bomb. Yeah, they man. And, and he's now he's offering printing services for the floppy comics. I thought. I, well, I listened to your last uh, podcast. I heard that. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check with. I'm gonna have to check on him. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. uh, you know, if we can keep it in house, man, we need a Black Wall Street back. Tell Absolutely. You. And this is how we build it. This is how we build it. Indeed. So talk to me more about the Indeed. distribution. Is it? Is like like what services do you offer in that regard? Say I'm an independent artist. I got a character, or I got a not. Now, is it mostly car- comic characters, or is it, um, um, you know, I like do have in Unbound Rams, I have uh, a couple people who have novels. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to get their novels in stores like Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, mm-hmm. um, and other places where people can find their stuff. Um, and just to be honest, the it, there is so much going on in today's day's comic book market, and with the advent of the internet, a lot of people can do. I want to say about half of this themselves. Just okay. to be totally honest, they mm-hmm. don't need me or anybody else. You can go to to uh, get your book and put it on the internet and sell it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I've made a, over the years made a few connections and contacts. So basically, I just use those and promote different, different people's businesses and um, you know different companies mm-hmm. I've got friendships with so I, I can kind of use them and say hey I got this dope uh, guy that's telling this horror story called Unhinged books can come out can we put it in the stores and can we rock in the stores yeah man you know let's let's get them in here let's do book signing whoa, whoa, whoa. so I've been able to do stuff like that um, okay. some of our stuff is um, like I said we we Amazon, Comixology, uh, Barnes and Nobles. Uh, we got now, like, are we talking we mostly digital, or are we talking print too? No, digital and print. Digital and print. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah, we digital and print. Um, I tried to, I tried to do the diamond route, and I'm actually, I still want to do the diamond route because that's where the comic fans are. You, you got to go to the stores, get in the comic book stores. Now, I have relationships with some comic book stores, mm-hmm. um, and they have my books in the stores, um, but I got to. It's just the thing with me, bro. I, I can't see giving up almost a hundred percent of my profits Ooh. off the break just to get my just to get my stuff in dime, and I can't do it. I've been doing some alter- Yeah, I've been doing some alternative stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. like I said, no knock the diamond because they out there hustle strong. Right. But you know, I, I'm just saying, I I just uh, can't see that. I, I feel like I feel like that DC and Marvel, man. They they in the movie business now, oh, ain't they? they? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They got a lock on everything. Everything. They, they movie business, man. They they still making books. They still printing books. Yeah, they still printing books. <laughs> print books. But you but you know what? Us us independent creators, man. We crafty too because I just partnered up with a company called Spectacular Inc. Okay. And we putting out our own TV show. Um, Whoa! The first. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's called. Uh, well, they they're outside of uh, Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Um. The first show is going to be called Motion Man, and then our character Titan, who's like a black Superman character, mm-hmm. he's going to get his own show called Titan Genesis. Wow! Um, so he's going to be a Motion Man and spin off into his own show. So, like I said, man, we we trying to do it do what Marvel doing, but on a slightly smaller scale. We well, see, here, here's the thing: Marvel and DC started small, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody, you got to yeah. start small. 
But if you, if your dreams and your and your vision match your passion, mm-hmm. there's no way it's no way you can fail. That's beautiful, man. Now tell me, this is what I'm hearing in our conversation: is that relationships? Mm-hmm. You, you you're really leveraging the power of relationships. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm trying. I'm trying to, to build relationships in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the, the guy with the deep pockets. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build relationships with different people to make things happen. So um, I, I take my time and try to cultivate these relationships and try to hopefully, you know. Now, are you meeting these people on the golf course? Uh, are you meeting these people in, in, the, in the golf course, nah. uh, or the club, at the bar? <laughs> nah. At the, no. at the docks, where you meet these people no, at, man? Comic Cons, comic Comic Cons, different conventions and shows. Okay, um, meet people on the street, meet people off the internet. Um, mm. Like I said, my reach is long, um, and basically, I met actually one guy um, who I'm gonna put some of his pinup work in some of my books. I met him at my day job, and wow. I was like, man, I'm like, okay, you you just never know who you'll meet and when you'll meet them. Now, years ago. I saw this movie with Nicolas Cage. I think it was called like Up All Night or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, and so what it was, Nicolas Cage was a was an EMT uh, medic. He worked on an ambulance. Okay. And uh, he couldn't uh-huh. sleep, and uh, so he had this 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 you know life where he met all these very interesting people. And then as the movie went on, he would he would go days without sleep, and he would get you know a little delirious. And so he's meeting these people, and these strange things are happening, and you don't know if it's real or if it's this he's just fatigued or whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so in your you know in your day job, you know at night we know you're Superman, right, with these comics and these movies and all that kind of stuff. But your day job, do you work at the Daily Planet? I mean, what what what's going on with on the what's your day job? Not not quite, not quite. Um, my my day job was. We pay all the advent bills. Um, I'm a firefighter and career paramedic. So okay. I've been doing that for almost 20 years here in PG County, Maryland. Wow. So they, it's, it's a running joke now because they, <laughs> the guys at, the, at, at my fire station, they'd be like, man, whatever, this is your part-time job. And so they call <laughs> me Black Titan. They was like, whatever, Black Titan. I'm like, this is your part-time job. I'm like, come on, man, don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. So, so tell us about what it's like to be a firefighter and 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 an EMT. What's what's that about? Um, man, uh, let's see. It's 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 an experience. Every day is different. Okay, I, I love it. Um, I not to get too personal, but when I when I became a firefighter, I used to work for the federal government. All right. And so I left there because you know basically my parents talked to me. They were like, "You got this accounting and business degree that you went to school for. You're not even using it." I went to work for an accounting firm, and man, no knock against people who do it, but mm-hmm. it was the most boring job ever. Every my every day, I could tell you what I was going to do and when what time I was going to do it. Wow! So when I got divorced from my first wife, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna, I got to do something different. I switched my whole life around." Mm-hmm. So. My brother a lot of times like, hey man, firefighting is where it's at. I'm a firefighter. I was like, man, I'm not about no firefighting. He said, man, we'll teach you the job. We'll teach you the paramedic, all that. So I did it, man. It was the best thing I ever did. Wow. I, mean, I meet people, I help people every day. Okay. I, love, I love my job, man. I love my job. All right, all right, all right. So do y'all really have to have the you know, sirens up so loud, brother? Crazy. Do you really have to have yeah, the bro. sirens up yeah. so loud? I, I work in yeah, D.C., you got man. To, you got to. Every every five you minutes, woo, woo, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh my god. You already man. know. 
Yeah, I don't know how they do it in D.C., but we can't we can't respond if we ain't got the sirens on, bro. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Have you ever been in a situation to. where you felt like maybe your life was in jeopardy or anything? <laughs> well, yeah, several times, several times. <laughs> okay. um, there was there was one time where I got burned on a fire. Oh, damn. Um, I mean, when I was there, this was like almost 20 years ago, man. Mm-hmm. But it was like my first real burn. But uh, it was it was a little scary. It was a church fire. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, that thing was mm-hmm. humongous. And I was like, I got to run into that? I was wow. like, mm, let me rethink this for a second. But, mm-hmm. you know, when people, people depend on you, they call you. Like I say, it's running joke between us and the police. What we say is when they call 911, the police come sometimes. You call 911, a firefighter comes every time because right. we do firefighting. We do EMT. So we come all the time. Mm-hmm. So we see people at their lowest point all the time. Mm-hmm. So they need help. So that's that's what I got into the job for, to help people. So I, I I'm can't gonna ask you a, I'm going to ask you a, a weird question. Do you, do you learn anything about mm-hmm. human nature from your job? Oh yes, yes. Every every I, and part of my job is to study my surroundings and different people. So you see so much and so many different people and so many attitudes and so many uh, so many people's uh, mentalities. You learn so much from studying people. I mean, it's it sounds kind of cliche, but you learn a lot just by watching people. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. learn so much, and like I said, tell me, that I tell me one thing you've learned. That you didn't know before you started firefighting and being an EMS EMT person about people or about uh, about people about human nature in particular. I'm fascinated about with human, human nature. nature. Yeah. Um, people genuinely people genuinely care for one another. Now we have our own different little squabbles and you know you still got racism you got all kinds of other things but when people are hurting or their lives are at stake I've, I've run into people who i i knew walking to their house and knew straight up this dude part of the clan mm. but it, it was like save me i don't care about none of that right now save mm-hmm. me so i mean that default that 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 default switch mm-hmm. people are generally the the same underneath. I mean, yeah, like I said, we got some issues that we all need to work on. Right. But, you know, I've, I've run into people who were like, I don't care that you're black, I just need help. Mm-hmm. So that that was a shock to, to realize that. I was like, okay, this dude going to throw us out. I'm like, and to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to rock with him anyway because I'm looking at what's on his walls and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, look, I need help. I don't care if you're black or what. Save me. Wow. wow. So that's was, that's heavy, thinking. man. That's heavy. So, yeah. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm, so, and, and when I was reading Titan, isn't Titan like a firefighter? Yeah, Titan <laughs> is my. Uh, <laughs> that's why they call me Black Titan at work. Okay. It's semi-autobiography. Semi-autobiography, semi, of course, right? Semi, okay. right? Because you know, it, it, a few things have been changed. A few uh, names have been changed, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, you know, Titan had a wife and kids and his job and whether it was a superhero or firefighter, Carson and his family, you know, he's striving to be a hero, striving to be a better man like we all are. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got some issues along the way that we're going to cover in the, in the books. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was kind of like a slice of my life I threw in there. And a lot of a lot of my coworkers are actually in those Titan stories, too. And so they get a kick out of seeing themselves portrayed, you That's know, beautiful. in the books. That's beautiful. 
Now, um, I noticed there was like a, I saw like a quote from uh, like Frederick Douglass in, 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 was it in Titan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was in Titan. Um, what, I, what I do, you'll see a lot of different things. Well, two things you, you, will, you are guaranteed to see in my books, um, because I believe in black power, no mm-hmm. slight to anyone of any other race or nationality, right. Right. but just the way I was raised when my parents raised me, mm-hmm. we have to bring up our own. Each right. one, teach one, reach one. Yep. So you'll always see a, maybe a religious caption that kind of, well, the religious captions are done for a reason. At the end of Cosmos, you'll see why. Mm-hmm. But um, you see the religious caption, you also see something from Black Black History. I have mm-hmm. a book called, a series called Black Starline. Yep. Based on Marcus Garvey's uh, Black Starline. And basically, creators of color, characters of color, they work on that story. They tell the stories they want to tell. And it's a book that highlights and focuses and showcases their work. So you're always going to see something about Marcus Garvey, um, uh, see Clayton Powell. I mean, you, you're going to see something that reflects us in everything I do. It's and beautiful. Some people are like, well, how come that, how come that color is like, you got white school in that color? I'm like, no, no, no. If you look through, at least two of every character in every book I have is a powerful black character. Right. Black man, black woman, whatever. I'm like, so I'm always uplifting other races, That's including... Good. There's powerful Asian characters, uh, mm-hmm. Muslim characters. So we, we do it all, man. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, to me, this is the only real kind of true diversity is when you own your shit and I own my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, and we, and we can get happen. together. Right. Exactly. That's that's where it and is. He, when when that, you try to... It, but anyway, so yeah. So yeah, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, the Black Star Line, um, so is this like uh, this is where you showcase uh, black talent or like what makes this different than Titan or the rest of the, the titles? Well, it's 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 a fluid story. Like the first every every book is different. The first issue was titled Unity. It mm-hmm. had two stories in it. It had a Titan story and it had a, a group called Africa Force that hasn't okay. actually premiered anywhere else but there. But they're going to they're going to premiere in the main Advent Universe line in this book, we do an annual called Spotlight. It's a 64-page story, like a throwback to those old dollar books from D.C., uh, Adventure and That's cool. Action Comics when it was a dollar. That's cool. So, But it's an annual. So uh, Africa Force actually premieres in the next one, uh, Spotlight number three. Okay. But... um so that's Unity. The second one was called Power. It had right. two different stories in it. It was one... Um, uh, had like a, a character from my, one of our sci-fi stories in it in relates to Cosmos. And another one was a, uh, this, <laughs> it was like, bro, where'd you come up with this story from? It was a, a black love story with two star-crossed lovers. Sounds goofy, but it fits and it's going to come back to play in the Avid Universe. Okay. They were like, the women, the women, when I was selling this book at the con, when I first premiered it, they were like, a black love story. They was like, give me that. Like, give me that just on GP. Give me that. And so, you know, it does have a little bit of superhero-ish stuff at the end of it. Well, but, it, you know, the characters come back and they're going to be playing it. Um, the, the, the one I just released, it was number three. That one was called America. Right. So we had this uh, dope uh, crate I worked with before, Rashawn Rogers. He wrote mm-hmm. the story. Well, he wrote one of the stories. I wrote the other story. Uh, his story was called Dark American. 
Hmm. And it was about, yeah, about a brother in the 1800s and what we had to deal with and how it all come back to play to now. It's a pretty dope little story. It was like 16, 17 pages, and he did his thing. So that's uh, a character you're going to see again. So That's cool. And I can we, get we these in those, print? Yeah. Oh, yeah, these in print and in, in digital. Yeah, every, every comic that we produce is in print and digital. Okay, okay. Wow! So you can go. You can get. Yeah, you can get them on our website. You can get them at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them indie planning. You know, we we sold everywhere. You know, uh, I so feel have, I feel like we're in a, a renaissance, like a black uh, comic renaissance, arts renaissance, um, similar to what happened in the nineties. I don't know if you if you and I are similar similar age, but in the nineties oh, yeah. in Philly, milestone, bro, milestone. Yeah, you had. Yeah. Yeah, Brother yeah, Man. Uh, Brother and the, Man. Do you remember the Black Ooh. Expos? Did they have that down here? I remember the Black Expo. I never I never got a chance to go. Mm-hmm. My cousin lives in Philly and always wanted to go. But yep. man, it's coming it's coming back and now we have powerful stories. You got stories yep. like black. Mm-hmm. Um you got um um my man um Jason what he's doing with with One Nation. Yeah. You got uh Chuck Collins and Bounce. I mean, you got all yeah. kinds of different things, brothers popping off, and they doing it. And yeah. it, it feels good to see it. It yeah. feels good to see them just shining, man. Mm-hmm. And it feels oh, good. It, it, it feels good to see what you're doing here under Advent because not only are you getting your own thing built, but you're giving other people a chance to come up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And actually, I, I got to plug my man. He's it's another black. Uh, Pioneer. His name is Vince White. He's doing his thing. He oh, got this yeah, thing called yeah. Power Village. Yep. I got, I got one man. through five. Vince, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Willpower. That's my man. Yep. Yeah. Willpower. So he's doing this Power thing. And I'm actually, Advent is going to, is going to have a book um, that's going to premiere in the Power Verse. It's going to be in both universes. So look wow. for that coming soon. Wow. Yeah, see, that's so. what I'm talking about. That kind of collaboration because Vince. He oh, yeah. partnered up with uh, 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 Roosevelt Pitt with Purge, you know, from back in the day. He did Purge him, yeah. Yep. And he got a new one out now on Kickstarter that just recently um, got approved called Blackout. Yeah, with, man. Uh, Purge and uh, the brother. Yep. Man, yep. I'm, tell you, I'm telling you, brothers yeah. out here are doing it, man. They're doing, they're doing it, man. It. They're doing it. And so, and the thing that's so beautiful is they're not doing it alone. They're collaborating. No, they're not. You know yeah, what I mean? Because got, uh, when we project Chris, into the Chris future, Ward from, uh, yeah, uh huh, yeah, you got Chris Ward from uh, um, Kid Comics. He's yep. he's helping Vince with that. Uh-huh. So, like I said, it's a lot of brothers behind the scenes making moves. Yeah. And then um, one of the books I got, uh, a, a group of brothers, uh, they got this little independent company called ICC, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of their characters are popping up in Cosmos. So, okay, like I said brothers are getting it done. They're getting it done. Let me let me ask you this, man. Um. When I back in the day when my son was small, I used to uh, I had a night job, whatever, and so during the day, like once a week, I would come and read to his class, and just talk to okay. him and all that kind of stuff. I think I, maybe once I was a graphic designer in another life, and so you know I would oh, bring wow. yeah I would bring the my portfolio there and show him. Back in those days, they had chroma keys. Like when I sent the cover out, they send it back and like oh. uh, on the. Uh, mechanical board and had like the cyan and the magenta and the, and the black and the yellow and all kinds of stuff. I show them, you know, the mechanic. Do you ever talk to the youth? Do you let them know, hey, I'm doing it. You can do it. It's possible. You ever you ever have a chance? I know you're busy. You ever have a chance to do that? Oh, no. Yeah, I do. Um, as a matter of fact, 
um, I don't have this. This is just a side story. He's not. He's not anything. I can't take credit for anything he's done. But I ran to this one young man at a comic con, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh man, I love what you guys are doing." And I ran to him actually at three comic cons in a row. Wow. Um, and he would buy stuff from me, and he was like, "Man, I like what you're doing. I want to be a comic book artist, or whatever." He put out. His name is Demarion. Mm-hmm. Put out his own comic book, own stickers. Go funded it, got it printed, did his own thing. He owns his own comic book company now. The brother is about 16. I think 16 God damn, that is He's beautiful. Doing it. Wow. Bruh, I say, I, when I seen it, not only, not only did he have his own book, he had a book signing in a bookstore. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, boy. I was like, go ahead, boy. That's I was like, man, you're killing it. Yeah. He was yeah. like, yeah, stick a book too. It's coming out soon. I was like, man. That made me feel so good. Like I said, I didn't have any direct credit in it, but just to see him rise up and shine like that, yep. yeah. But no, yeah, you, so know you, you know you inspired him. You know you inspired him, though. No, no, well, no. I, I, I want to do more positive things like that because uh, you got places like Artway Alliance that are doing positive things with the kids. Okay. I want to hook up a place like that. Um, I haven't talked to or mentored people. I try to do things behind the scenes. Um, okay. Like every year, this is going to be our third year doing it. Um, when school gets for come back in, we give book pack, uh, backpacks and back to school stuff to underprivileged kids. Oh, that's Last beautiful. year we did 25. This year we're going to do 50. And wow. then in it, I also give them some comic book stuff. And I try to make sure that it's empowerment mm-hmm. and it's also stuff that they can enjoy. Wow. So that's kind of my way of reaching out. No, that's beautiful, man. Everybody got their own... Got their own path, man. They got their own uh, group they need to reach. That's beautiful. That is, that is, that's fucking beautiful. Excuse my French. Wow. Oh, this is no problem. Now you you said that um you had met the the young man at a couple of comic cons. Um, have mm-hmm. you heard of the uh, con that <clears throat> I believe it's uh John Jennings uh puts together up at the Schomburg? That's where I plan to go next. Uh, like yeah, some kind um, of black speculative art, you know, fancy title but it's a black comic-con as far as i understand have you ever been there you heard about it i've never been there but i met john jennings one time okay i I follow excuse me i follow him on um instagram and facebook but i'm michael davis and uh dennis cowan had this show up at uh baltimore at Mm -hmm. the jeppe's museum it was uh, a milestone art exhibit wow so they invited maybe like it was like 50 of us they invited up there Invitation only event. John Jennings was there. Wow. Met him and Stephen Harris. Met a wow. couple of dope, dope cats. Sean Allen. I mean, it was it was a lot of brothers there. So, mm-hmm. but I've only met him the one time. But John is deep. If you've mm-hmm. seen his work, yeah, his brother is deep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he got that kind of like so, linole- hopefully linoleum cut kind of style. I don't know if you've seen people. Yeah. Uh, do that. They kind of carve yeah. the image and then they ink it and then they put it on the paper. He kind of has that kind of looking style. But yeah. uh, he's a Brother scholar, Fly. too. So, yeah. yes, he is. He's a professor. And, you know, he still teaches to this day, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day, you know, like I said, um, and I, I, I know this is partly my fault because, like, my stuff, I think a lot of people don't realize Advent is a black owned company. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I need to start interacting with more of the black shows, let people know, hey, we here, you know, we got black companies here in this area, so don't don't sleep on us. Right. Right. Well, um, I have a uh 
I have uh, uh, I was had the pleasure of interviewing uh, one of the hosts of uh, Black Comics Chat, and so I'm definitely going to oh, okay. reach out to uh, uh, to that brother Kwame, I believe, uh, and uh, and see if he can uh, maybe get you guys on their program uh, because you're We'd doing love a, to. We'd love to. Yeah, you're doing a good thing, and um, it's kind of you have a you have a similar vibe as this husband and wife team I interviewed down in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, they're doing this. Oh, Cellaflex. Yeah, yeah, they're doing Cellaflex. Yep, yeah, yep, I, yep. I support my man too. Yeah, uh, right, right, man. Look at, like I said, it's, it's not many of us uh-huh. doing it. So when I see people doing it and doing it well, yeah. I always reach out and support, you know, whether it be a Kickstarter or mm-hmm. they need help or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. always there because I believe that, like I said, we eat, we all got to stand together and get it done. That's it. That's it. Listen, brother, I'm not going to yeah, take up too fact, much too much more of your time. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, they can hit the website, uh, Advent Comics, um, adventcomics.com. Um, we also have uh, a couple other sites uh, on Facebook. Um, we have Advent Comics there. We have a group where we um, we have the Advent Universe creators, um, some, some of the industry stars and regular fans come to get, get together and talk and chop up stuff. And you also see some uh, advanced stuff we do in a group called Advent Universe. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on uh, Twitter. Um, so you can you can find us all over the place. And it's all at Advent Comics, right? Advent Comics, yeah. We'll keep it simple. Advent Fantastic. Comics. Fantastic. Mr. Tony Cottrell, it's been a pleasure to have hey, you on the really, program. I really truly want to thank you for this opportunity um it's been a pleasure talking to you my brother like i said we've been t- seeing each other on twitter and other places yeah uh, i really appreciate you showing me some love and uh, it's reciprocated and like i said we all gotta stand together in this industry let's believe uh, strong yo family what's going on with you i hope y'all dug that interview this is jonathan soul speak with you now i want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, and um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.